it's my firm conviction at this moment in time that if we ever hope to learn anything worthwhile, we have to learn how to ask questions properly. So this means asking the right questions to the right source and being humble enough to consider unexpected answers. I don't think this is terribly profound to anybody who has listened to me before. Uh, for example, if you ask a mathematician to give you the formula for happiness, and then you think the equation that she comes up with is foolish, you've probably done something wrong. There's probably something that's uh, that's that could use some tweaking, I guess you could say, with your method. So in my case... I was recently asking the question, why do I find it so difficult to keep focused on my physique goals in the latter part of the day? And trying to understand the question, I decided to kind of break it down and and really get an idea of, okay, so first of all, what, what does this lack of late day drive look like? So I guess the closest I could come up with was, was sort of a, a kind of getting a... A, a big picture view of my day. So, for example, I'll wake up bright and early. I usually get up around 10 after 5 in the morning. I chug some pre-workout, uh, listen to some relatively aggressive music to get my my mind in the game. I go and hit the gym. And generally speaking, that results in me having a good workout. So, following which I'll do some post-workout meditation and then have my post-workout protein shake. And uh, everything's going along. I go to work. I start my actual shift a little after 7. And then I do my lunch at around 11, 30, 12. And typically I'll have a lunch that consists of three or four eggs with some vegetables mixed in. And But then a little while after this, that's where it starts to go a little bit downhill. Up until this point, everything's fine. Uh, but then somewhere between there and the end of my shift, I start getting these kind of ideas in my mind, this kind of self-talk asking me if all the sacrifice is paying off. Do I really feel like continuing with this? To the point where I often find it difficult to get the the necessary motivation to go to the gym for my post for for my cardio workout after work now i should say that i find this cardio workout to be extremely important in the efforts to improve my physique partly it's psychological partly it just it gives me a boost of energy and you know the calories burn is kind of probably kind of a secondary thing cuz it really isn't a ton of calories a few hundred we're talking, but um, it, it gives me the drive to keep motivated and, and keep on task. So I find it is important. The problem is, as I said, this I don't get. I'm not motivated for it. And then, kind of the rest of the day, you know, I start to be less careful with my food, and so on and so forth. So I guess what I realized that was that the essence of this problem is not being able to hold myself accountable. So my first stab at trying to fix this was I went out and I got a logbook. Brand new book. I'm like, I'm 
this is going to be a, a new kind of gift to myself. I'm going to write down everything I eat, uh, track all my food intake. But a problem arose, which was that once again, in the later part of the day, I was not making myself accountable to keep myself accountable with this food log. So the, clearly the problem still remained. So I wanted to attack this problem from the biological and psychological factors that I figured might be causing this. Uh, what I what I kind of realized was that there's sort of three areas where I thought I could uh, make progress in in this, and so far so good. Uh, it's been a well, at least at least a week, maybe a little more, that I've been using these techniques that I'm going to talk about in a second. These uh, three things, and so far so good. My I've been my adherence has gone up. I can tell I'm I'm uh, whittling away the the fat I want to get and get get rid of, and I I just feel better. I feel less bloated. Um, I I just in general feel better, more energetic throughout the entire day, including the evening. So. So yeah, like I said, it came down to these three things that I decided to implement. So the first thing that I've implemented is something I've actually talked about at least once or twice before on this podcast, which is that of post-workout meditation. So what I've done is I've basically created a audio file that I use for post-workout meditation. I did it using a few different techniques, so hopefully this kind of makes sense to those not particularly musically inclined. It might seem a bit weird. So I've I've been experimenting with it, with with different ideas. A lot of soundscape stuff, which... When you think of soundscapes, you don't often think of music. And my background in terms of music is theory, you know, which is notes. Like, my, I first learned how to p- play piano, and then I learned how to play guitar. But the thing is, I brought over my piano knowledge into guitar. So uh, since day one of playing guitar, I've thought it, I don't tend to think of it in terms of patterns and scales, which is the way that you're usually taught guitar. I think of it in terms of theory. I t- think of it in terms of notes and um, and chords and combinations of notes and, and harmonies and those kinds of things, which is quite a bit different than most guitar players tend to think about it. So in ter- when it came to making this kind of... Uh, this this kind of post-workout meditation music, I thought of it in terms of music. And I was also wanting to play around with the concept of binaural beats, which is where you put a different frequency on the left and the right. And the concept, the theory, is that you would have a, freq- a different frequency on each ear, and the difference between those two frequencies is within a certain range, depending on what type of brainwave activities you want to uh, activate. So I did that as well. Um, I I was looking up different charts and things to 
to try to figure out what those frequencies would be in terms of notes. And it's it's not sort of a one-to-one ratio. So, for example, if, if the difference is a semitone um, down at one part of the scale, if you go up an octave, it, that's not going to be the same. It's probably going to be a, f- a fraction of that. I think it gets less and less the higher up the frequencies go. So I prefer to make those uh, those differences on the kind of lower frequencies. So using the bass notes, that way I can keep them at the different frequencies I want while also keeping the notes uh, so that they kind of work together without sounding uh, off, if that makes sense. So I've been doing, the, I, I did that, I put that whole thing together, all the, all the music with the binaural beats, and then I layered on some affirmations and some, it was kind of guided meditation because I think breathing is very important. Uh, I th- <laughs> okay, I don't think that's a very uh, uh, much of a leap to say that breathing is important. I think everybody is aware of that but you know specifically focusing on your breathing and making sure your breathing is getting in high quality oxygen i think is important so the uh the post-workout meditation focuses on a lot of that stuff and and the affirmations and i find and some of the affirmations that i've built in there in the past couple weeks has been things to help with this keeping accountable it's i've included things like um self-discipline gives me strength uh being accountable is uh, i can't remember exactly what it was which is bad because i just listened to it five minutes ago but um uh, being accountable is good these kinds of affirmations that are to help with my accountability and help just be reminders and the reminders post-workout because as i said pre-workout there's really no problem i want them to continue on through the rest of the day so so the the meditation with the the affirmations is the first tool that I've used to address this. The second thing, and I'm going to be somewhat brief when I'm talking about this, but don't don't take that to mean that it's not important. Is the idea of having leverage on yourself. This is a term that Tony Robbins introduced at least me to, and it has to do with also what Nisha was talking about when he said that any how can be overcome with a why. So having reasons why, but but strengthening them by saying, by letting yourself know that there there's stakes involved. Now, I guess if you were listening to, if you've been listening to my podcast, there might be a chance that you've got a bit of an interest in not not just fitness, but also probably philosophy. And so I don't want you to confuse this with sort of a a, a uh, logical uh, argument. The, the point isn't to, um, to, to to come up with with an argument that's irrefutable. Um, it's not that type of thing. So for I might have lost you there. I, I think I lost myself a little bit. My point is that by getting leverage on ourself, uh, for example, saying 
you know, I need to do this because da 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 da. That doesn't imply that that necessarily will happen. Uh, but it's the same idea as going forward as if it's true, as I mentioned in another podcast. And it's, it can be extremely helpful. So this third one I'm going to get into, it's a pretty big one. It's the an idea that I, it came, came to my mind while I was trying to think of the biological kind of ways to address this. And I guess I... I realized that it's to do with ambition and drive and to an extent. And then I, I um, pulled up some old information and realized that acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter that functions to create ambition. And um, I've talked before about neurotransmitters. They fascinate me and... I generally use do a diet that helps support them. Specifically in the morning, I like taking um, uh, high-protein, high-fat type diets in order to help with uh, dopamine and acetylcholine. Now, acetylcholine is the one specifically that is supposed to help with, with ambition and drive. So it occurred to me that if I could boost that midday around lunchtime, then it might help. With, with this accountability I'm talking about. And sure enough, it has seemed to do that. Now, the way I've been doing it is through the use of nootropics, specifically one called alpha-choline. Uh, or, sorry, alpha-GPC. Uh, what it is is it's more kind of bioavailable, I guess you could say, variant of choline. It's one that's able to cross the blood-brain barrier, so it doesn't... So it actually makes it to your brain. The problem with with a standard uh, choline bitrate is supposedly it doesn't actually make it to your brain enough to be uh, effective. So that's where this supplement comes in. What I've been wanting to do is to add uh, phosphatidylserine to that. Um, it, it appears that alpha-GPC actually uses a form of uh, phosphatidylserine, I think, in, in order to make it more um, available to the brain. I think that's the way they do it. But that being said, phosphatidylserine, amongst other benefits that sound almost too good to be true, uh, one of the things it's supposed to do is help with... Um, uh, with a neurotransmitter function. And it kind of makes sense. I think it's uh, derived from uh, fatty acid of some kind, and and dietary fat is supposedly also helpful in the interest of brain function. So it kind of makes sense. Um, now that being said, I haven't actually had the opportunity to to try the phosphatidylserine in conjunction with alpha GPC yet, mainly because it hasn't arrived yet. It's it's a difficult supplement to find there's certainly nothing locally here no no one has it i've looked everywhere so i've had to order it and for some reason it's taking ages to arrive anyway uh, it's not the most common supplement around definitely which is crazy considering all the supposed benefits but i guess i guess i'll see how it goes i'll see if there is something to it it's supposed to help reduce cortisol uh specifically post workout you know reduce your your 
exercise-induced stress and uh, boost recovery, help with even sleep quality, tons of things that are, are sound amazing, especially for somebody who's engaged in exercise. And so if it can help also with this brain function, then then that's amazing. But so far, so good. Like, so far, I'd say I don't even necessarily think it's it's required because I've found that using nootropics to midday has done wonders for helping me keep motivated and keep me accountable to my goals and just help me remember them and, and keep them in mind as opposed to before where I was kind of drifting throughout the day, I guess. So yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Those are my three main tools that I use that I've found to be effective, I should say, in terms of keeping myself accountable. And the those three, again, just to sum up, are the affirmations and in conjunction with the meditation, uh, the having leverage on myself, and, of course, nootropics. Midday. So hopefully that's this has been helpful and it's something that I want to continue to do and, and add to my arsenal because I find that by keeping myself on course throughout the day, uh, it just it makes all the difference. Uh, it, it sounds it's probably very self-explanatory to say that, but it's one of those things that's easier said than done to stay the course, you know, when when you're home late at night and your energy's low and you're tired and you're fatigued and it just doesn't seem worth it and you feel like crap and you not only feel like crap but you feel like your efforts aren't paying off and that you're you're sacrificing a normal kind of lifestyle for nothing having a mental boost not only helps you keep on track but it actually helps you be more productive so that so that the sacrifices the the benefits seem to be more evident so i'll leave it at that and catch you next time